Hello, Penguins fans. Happy late Thursday. This is coming at you guys just after the Penguins 6-4 win over the Minnesota Wild. And yes, we are talking about a win for the Penguins. They've won three of their last five games at this point. They got two massive points in the standings tonight. We're going to go into everything that happened in this 6-4 win over the Wild for this episode. How the Penguins got contributions from everyone in the forward group. How the defense was cleaned up, I think, at times. How Tristan Jari still has a ways to go. How the penalty kill continues to be a lot better. All that plus so much more coming up for today's episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LORS for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Penguins 6, Wild 4. The Penguins, as I said in my intro, get their third win in their last five games. A massive win for this team. It cannot be understated just how big of a win this is for the Penguins. You go up 2 nothing. Going into the first intermission, the Wild come back, get two goals in 12 seconds to tie it. Looks like the wheels are going to fall off. You get a goal late in the second to make it 3-2. You make it 4-2. Minnesota comes back again. And then the Brock McGinn's able to really just put the game away for good when he makes it 5-3. Then they get the empty netter from Jake. Um, you know, they bent in this game, but they didn't break. I think that's probably the best way to describe the Penguins in this one. They bent. They gave up those quick goals in the second period, but they did not break, and they were able to find their game again and get this win against a wild team that's really been struggling to score. Like, you know, some injuries have definitely not helped them, but you know, that's a wild team that's fragile right now. They're, I believe, two and five and one at home this season. They're, they're not playing good hockey at all. So the Penguins, they were able to pounce on that team that's been struggling in a lot of facets of their game, and they were able to grind out the win. And I think the biggest thing that I want to touch on for this first segment, again, just contributions from everyone in the lineup. You know, we haven't said that a lot this season, but, you know, in their win against Toronto, for example, you know, that had contributions from everyone as well. Brock McGinn got the game-winning goal. Um, in this one, you had a couple goals from the bottom six, Ryan Paling, who, you know, I'll say it, I've been kind of down on him at times this season. I'll eat some crow on him tonight. You, you all know me that listen to this show. I will always eat crow when a player that I've not been that high on proves me wrong. He did so tonight. Really nice goal that he had. Um, I believe that was his third of the season. Brock, again, he continues his um, ridiculously great hot streak. He now has five goals on the season, his fourth in his last five to six games. He's actually top five, top six on the team in goals right now. Outside of Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Evgeny Malkin, Jason Zucker, and Ricard Raquel, Brock McGinn leads the team in goals. He, he's sixth on the team. Um, he, he's been that good. And yeah, Philip Gustafson kind of gave him that goal. Let's be real. I think that shot does not go in on 90% of other NHL goaltenders. It's a really weird goal to allow he kind of gave that back after Trish and Jari didn't play that well. But you take it. And, you know, that's two big bottom six goals from this team tonight. You know, you, you need goals from your bottom six when the top six is not playing well. And they surely got that 
tonight. So I was really happy with that. Sidney Crosby, he gets two goals tonight. He was fantastic all game. You know, I've been kind of, I wouldn't really say I'm going at him. I've just been commenting that he's not in his game right now. And of course, I, I mean, I, I know he's going to pull through. I mean, he's, it's Sidney Crosby here, people. And, you know, the second you start to doubt him, you just look foolish. And I, I was never doubting him, of course. I was just saying, hey, you know, not playing the way he used to be. But, you know, he said he does have goals and be like, he has three goals in his last two games, was a man on a mission tonight. I definitely do think that, you know, putting Raquel up there with Crosby and Gensel really energized Sid. And I think you could see that right from the opening uh, drop. You know, the first goal happens just a few minutes um, you know, into the first period. And it's like, well, you know, guess the line change worked, folks. Um, just a really ridiculous um, shot from Sid to beat Gustafson there. And I just, the release on that was awesome. And, you know, he, you, you can tell in that kind of moment, he wasn't overthinking it sometimes in situation when he's just in a little bit of a rut, he'll try to force the pass. But in that one, he's like, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to fire it past Gustafson. That's exactly what he did. And I want to see more of uh, that from him going forward. So he, I thought he was outstanding tonight. Jake Gensel, you know, he's basically Mr. Empty Netter at this point. Whenever the Penguins need an empty net goal, you throw him on the ice. He will basically get it from anywhere. Really nice job from Jake. Um, just overall, he also had that great pass to Crosby, the one that made it 4-2 to two in the third period. I don't even know how Gensel got that pass across. Uh, I have watched that replay like six, seven times at this point. I still cannot just fathom how that pass got through. <laughs> like He threaded that so beautifully. Sid was able to get a stick on it and get just enough on it to get the puck past Gustafson. Really nice goal on that. I believe that was, that was a power play goal before, you know, the unit was not looking that good. I know they had the five on three goal with Chris Tang, which I'll get to in a second, but you know, even though the power play looked disorganized for a lot of the evening, you know, there were still two really nice plays on it. One of which being the Crosby to Gensel goal to make it four to two to get them a little bit of insurance. So, you know, the top line led the way for the first time since Nam. the Evgeny Malkin line was great again. And then bottom six was also really solid defensively. Chris Tang, he gets his first of the season. Really nice to see him bomb it from the point. He, he needs to keep doing that if he's able to get his, if he wants to get his game, excuse me, back on track. You know, for the first 10 to 12 games of the season, wasn't really doing much on the power play or even at 5v5 from the point. It just looked like he was always a step slow, a bit hesitant. These last few games, you're seeing him really rip the puck from that center point area. This game he came down a little bit, got that goal, really nice pass. Um, from Crosby and Malkin to get it to Latang, and he beat Gustafson um, to the left side of the net. <laughs> really nice shot from Tanger. You know, I hope everyone chronicled that one. This was probably his best game in, I would say, over a week, to be honest. I, I thought he was sound defensively, thought he made good decisions with the puck when it was on his stick. That's the Crystal Tang that I want to see more of, and, you know, the version of him that we've seen, you know, for the last 15 plus years at this point. So, thought he played well. Brian Dumlin, you know, he's, I wouldn't say he's turning it around, but he's playing a little bit better. Jeff Petra, honestly, I think all the defensemen played well. I'm going to talk about P.O. Joseph a little bit in the next segment. But again, just a really solid overall team win tonight for Pittsburgh. You know, you look at the um, the metrics, the Penguins, um, scoring chances, they were close to even. Uh, shot attempts were close to even. Expected goals, close to even as well. High danger, But the Penguins did leave in high danger, 7-5. to five 
in that area. You go to all situations, the Penguins led by a landslide in shot attempts at 55%. They led in scoring chances about 51%. High danger, 63%. Expected goals, 61.5%. So at 5v5, it was a bit of a closer game. But if you go to all situations, special teams and everything, the Penguins blew this team off the ice. The only reason it was a 6-4 game was because Tristan Jari did not play well. And I will get to that a little later on. Um, in this episode, but overall, just want to compliment the basically the entire team for this win. They needed it badly. They looked, they got embarrassed against the Maple Leafs. I thought on Tuesday they let that lead slip away against the Canadians on Saturday, a game that I, that I think they easily could have won if they were if they were able to just hold that lead with about five six minutes left. They're also not able to do that. But you know, this is a team right now. You know, they they've gotten points. You know, in four of their last five games, I know it, it may seem a little weird that they've they've won three of their last five just because they had that seven game losing streak. But you know, they're they're starting to get some points again, which you know that's that's important. So in their last five games, they've gotten seven out of possible ten points. That's good. Obviously, you still need it to be a lot better. You need to go on a big winning streak here. Be nice if a ten to eleven game one like the New Jersey Devils are on. Probably not going to happen, but you know the opportunity is there. Big two big games coming up this weekend in Winnipeg and Chicago. Two teams who I don't really think are that good. I know Winnipeg is higher up in the Central Division standings, but I also think that's not going to last. I think a lot of that has to do with Connor Hellebuck. I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well later. But overall, you know the metrics were good. I thought this Penguins team blew the Wild off the ice for most of that game. Um, and if Tristan Jari played a little bit better, I think that was going to be like a six-two game or something like that. So really impressed overall the four group and the defense um, for a lot of good decision-making with the puck and also defending, I think, you know, I'll, I'll go into Tristan Jari again a little later on. But coming up in my second segment, we are going to get into, you know, you know a couple of other things regarding this game. And yes, you know, part of that will be um, about Tristan. We're also going to get into P.O. Joseph and how great he's playing at this point and so much more. But before I do get to that, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor's for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Um, quick thing here before I get to what I want to talk about in this segment. I know Twitter is kind of on fire right now. I don't know how long this site has. I don't know if this site is going to exist in a week, two weeks, a month, a year. I don't know if it's going to get shut down. Who knows? If it does... Um, and you all can't follow me on Twitter anymore. Um, I can plug my Instagram for you all right now, HH underscore 279 if you want to follow me. You know, most of my pictures are with my girlfriend and I. Um, but, you know, I still try to post the episodes on my stories. And, you know, if Twitter does cease to exist at some point here in the near future, you know, I'm going to have to start using something else. And I think that's going to have to be something. So, again, HH underscore 279 if you want to follow me um, on Instagram. Um, just because the whole Twitter's just on fire right now with everything that's going on. But, okay, start off this segment. Let's start with P.O. Joseph. Um, I don't know if you all noticed this tonight, that beautiful breakup in the third period, two-on-one situation 
I mean, he just made a flawless play with his stick to break up that pass. He is playing some really, really good hockey right now. This is the first, this was obviously um um his first game back tonight um after a few games without with you know with the injury and stuff, but you know, he looked pretty solid. I mean, on the ice, you know, close to 50-50 in terms of shot attempts. Um, you know, goals for goals against. He was on the ice for two actual one against expected goals for, um, you know, not, not, not the best there, but you know, it's, it, it's fine. S- seven scoring chances against three scoring chances for, but you know, defensively, you no, know, he, he still made a lot of good plays when the puck was not on his stick to really send the play going the other way. This is a player who I think has really been blossoming as the season has gone on. Again, I didn't really think that highly of him going into the season just because it's been in the system for a while. He's kind of stayed in Wilkes-Barre, but they gave him a shot. They didn't call up Ty Smith. I think part of that has to do with their salary cap situation. And so far, I think POJ is doing a great job in his games. And I'm excited to see more of him as the season goes on. If he continues this level of play and even continues to be a bit better, you know, I think the Penguins will be feeling really good about themselves going into next season when Brian Dumoulin who I think will likely walk after the season unless Ron Hextall galaxy brains himself and decides to give him a four times four contract or something like that. I, I mean, I, I can't see him doing that. Well, maybe I can just because he's given some weird ass, some, excuse me, some weird comments of not being a cuss like that. Um, he's been given some weird contracts ever since he's taken over coupled with some good contracts. So I wouldn't put it past him, but you know, my opinion, I would not um, bring Brian Newman back, but you know, if they don't, which I think again would be the right call. I think they would be should be feeling awfully good about that left side for the foreseeable future with Marcus Pedersen locked up. Ty Smith is down there. He's going to be coming up at some point. POJ. I think that's the makings of a pretty solid left side, unless you want to go out and get someone else in free agency or via trade, but I don't really know if the team wants to do that. And if Petrie turns it around and Chris Tang gets a bit better, then you have that solid right side of him. Um, you know, Petrie and Jan Ruta and then, you know, those six going forward, I think that's, that can only be good things for the Penguins. So I thought he looked good in his return tonight was really encouraging to see. And I'll also say the same about Teddy Bluger. This is only his second game of the season, but his numbers this season have been fabulous in only two games. Um, This is according to Danny Shirey. He tweeted this out of DK Pittsburgh sports. Um, the fourth line expected goal share in the two games since Bluger returned. And on Tuesday, the Penguins had 94.7% of the expected goals when he was on the ice for the fourth line. Tonight, 92.3% of the expected goal share. He is making a big difference since coming back. It's, you know, it's great to have an actual legitimate fourth line center playing well. He should have he should have had a goal tonight that was washed out. Don't know what the heck the NHL officiating was doing there. That Josh Archibald was pushed into the net. The puck goes off Bluger, but they somehow call it goalie interference. I mean, that's incidental contact. That should have been a goal every day of the week, unless I just do not understand hockey anymore. But it's a really, I was just really weird, um, in my opinion. But you know, Bluger since coming back, he's been great at five v five. The penalty kill has looked even better since his return. You know, it was the PK was starting to rebound before. He came back, but right now it's 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 even on a bigger heater for sure. So, you know, I, I really liked, you know, how he played tonight. And, you know, when he was on the ice, the Penguins had about 58% of the shot attempts, 1-1 in actual goals for expected goals. Though, 
expected goals for was 79.5 at 5v5 per natural statric, 60% of the scoring chances. Um, all situations, you know, it's it's, it's even better. Um, excuse me. Yeah, it's even better. It's even better for him. So he's he's been outstanding in two games. This team really missed him. You can see just how much he means to that fourth line when he is on his game. So I appreciate the efforts that he has done uh, in the la- in these last couple of games. And is he going to stay at 92% expected goal share? No. I mean, that's going to regress a little bit. But if he can stay at 55 60%, something like that, you know, I think this team will be, you know, in, in pretty good shape for that fourth line. You know, he's been playing a lot with Josh Archibald, Ryan Paling, Brock McGinn's been playing with Jeff Carter and Danton Heinen. So, you know, I, I, I like how that – fourth line has been going right now since Bluger returned. And, you know, they were, they were getting some good shifts tonight. Say least, you know, they, they had some quality scoring chances, um, you know, each game, uh, each game, excuse me, um, each period um, it, it felt like. So um, you know, very good job from them. And, you know, even if you look at the underlyings here, 71% of the shot attempts for the fourth line at 5v5 goals, four goals against one, nothing. Again, yeah, expected goal share, 92.3, 85% of the scoring chances uh, when that line was on the ice, that it was their best line tonight, and it was not close. The Gensel Crosby-Raquel line also did some wonders, 57% of the shot attempts at 5v5, expected goals for um, about 50%, and then scoring chances about 50 as well, so, and, you know, that beats the, the Gensel Crosby-Russ line, to say the least. But, you know, to wrap up the fourth line, you know, this is one, you know, it's, you're not going to see this every game, but if they can just be break even in most of their games, I think the Penguins should be fine moving forward. If you ask me, um, those are the main performances that I, I really liked tonight. I thought Gino again was solid. He continues to be steady. Jason Zucker had a good performance. He could have had a couple of goals tonight where Carver Kale had that old Brooks Orpic play where it bounced off two posts. If y'all recall during the 2013 playoffs game six at the Nassau Coliseum, when the puck went in in game six after the, it went off the two posts, that Raquel was not able to get that same luck, went off both posts, <laughs> comes out. Red light went on. I, I thought it was in. I was like, wait, that, that looked just like the Warpick goal, but sure enough, he did not get the friendly bounce on that one. You know, he he oh, he just looks like such a natural fit up there. So, yeah, I mean, those are the, again, those are the main players that really stood out to me. Again, Sid was awesome. As well, if he continues to play like this, I think he's going to leave the Penguins out of this rut, to say the least. Um, to wrap up today's show, we're going to go into a couple of players who I thought struggled tonight and who I'm definitely a little concerned about right now heading into these uh, weekend games in Winnipeg and Chicago. So stick around for that coming up after this commercial break. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Elmer's for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get into two players that I have who I struggled tonight, but they've also been struggling through like the last week and a half, two weeks or so. Number one, Tristan Jari. His game is in a total free fall right now. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as the way he played against the Islanders in 2021 but it's still pretty bad right now you know you you look at his last several starts and he he's playing like crap you know you go back to the game against Edmonton a few weeks ago six goals against 4.65 expected goals against 
Vancouver, four goals against, 3.32 expected goals against versus Boston, gave up six, was only on 3.8 expected goals against. So he gave up almost two more goals than he should have. Seattle gave up three, should have given up two. Montreal, five goals against. That was the game, remember, that he said that he was hurt. 3.46 expected goals against. And then tonight gave up four, 2.48 expected goals against. Um, you know, just not playing at the level that I think a lot of people expected him to this season, you know, myself included, I am looking like a complete and utter buffoon for my prediction with him this season. You know, he, if he wants a contract and a long-term contract from this um, management regime, he's going to need to be a lot better. And the Penguins, they're going to need him to be better if they want to get back into the playoff race. You cannot win with below average goaltending. I don't care how good your top six is. I don't care how good your defense is supposed to be. If your goalie, if your starting goaltender is giving up six goals, four goals, six goals, three goals, five goals, four goals, you are not going to win a lot of games in the NHL. It's why you saw Casey Smith having a few straight starts. And I, mean, I was a little surprised that they went to Jari tonight. I guess that means he's starting to come off his injury a little bit, but you know, he gave up some howlers tonight. I mean, you know, that first one that went in, I mean, that's a glove save he has to make. The second one looked like he was just taking a nap in the net, wasn't being aggressive as all, at all, was just way too deep in his crease. Didn't bother using his stick to poke check the puck away after that weird sequence, sequence to tie it. Heck, even the third goal, I believe that came from Joel Erickson Eck, don't know what he's doing there. I mean, he's playing way too deep in his crease. That goes five hole. He needs to come out and challenge the shooter in that situation. And he's just, he's not on his game right now. And it's a problem. It, it, it really is. I mean, the Penguins, I'll say this. I know they blew the wild off the ice tonight, but they were lucky that Philip Gustafson was just as bad, if not worse. I mean, he gave up a couple of howlers as well. There's a reason why he's the backup to Marc-Andre Fleury and not starting over Fleury. And you saw that tonight. So it was nice to see the Penguins on the opposite end on one of the bad goaltending games, but it's past time for this team to actually get good goaltending from this tandem. Because, you know, Ron Hextall, he took another big risk. This is the third straight season that they have run this same tandem back to back to back. you got to start getting results. At the end of the day, you got to. And, you know... That it was a big problem on their seven-game losing streak. They were outplaying teams, but not getting the saves. They got a couple of nice wins from Casey to Smith. Montreal game comes and Charlie doesn't look that good. To Smith is not the best against the Leafs tonight. Charlie was really lucky that the rest of the skaters and the, the excuse me, he was really lucky that the rest of the skaters bailed him out because he gave up a couple of goals. He gave up a few goals. I would say three of those four goals. He should not have given up the fourth goal. That game was over at that point, but I think he should have saved those first three shots. They were not that easy. I mean, they were not that hard. And I think, you know, last year's version of him definitely saves those. So it's going to be something to monitor. He needs to be a lot better and a lot better fast if this team is able to claw out um, of the rut that, you know, they're still in right now. The other player that I want to discuss, Brian Rust, he just seems to be fighting it. Don't really know what's going on. Is he battling an injury? Doesn't seem to matter if he's playing with Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby. Just seems to be overthinking it out there. One example that stood out to me tonight, two-on-one. I believe that was in the second period. Comes in. Usually he shoots in those situations. Forces a pass. It goes back the other way. It's just like, Brian, you know, you, you got to rip that. 
and you know on the power play not doing much of anything don't even don't even remember the last time he had a legitimate scoring chance on the main advantage just seems to be a complete passenger right now and that's usually not what we can say about rust he's usually one of their more consistent players someone who's always good for 20 to 25 goals a season but right now just is not playing well and it, it needs to change you know you can't keep relying on Crosby and Gensel and Malkin and Zucker to do everything you know you're going to need you know contributions from someone like Rust um and you know especially you know he also just got a massive contract from the Penguins over the offseason heck he was the first of the big guys to come back and right now I will say this he's not playing up to that deal you know obviously that can change but you know he's definitely just seems to be fighting right now I think he just doesn't have his confidence seems to be second guessing himself a lot whether it's in the offensive or defensive zone really think he just needs to figure it out i think those are the two main players that i think are really struggling right now at least at least in my view um but that will do it for today's episode of the locked on penguins podcast really appreciate all of you listening to this one for friday's episode i will have a full weekend preview for you all they'll go to winnipeg on saturday head to chicago on sunday before coming home uh next week so again that will do it for this episode hope you all enjoyed it hope you all enjoyed watching the penguins get the win let me know what you all thought about the game down in the comments on youtube you can also send me a dm on any social media platform and all that just you know let me know so again thank you all so much for listening hope you all have a great thursday and i'll talk with you all again on friday